Alright, well, let's just, I reckon, let's just kick it off then. Why not? Why not? Alright. Uh, well, James MacArthur slash Catside Parish, Hello, welcome mate. to production notes, mate. Oh, mate, you've come in way too early. <laughs> Do you want to go again? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Let's, just, let's, let's keep it going, mate. Okay. Your lack of professionalism mate, is just bloody astounding. I don't know how to do this. I don't know why I'm here. Like, why am I the one? No. Uh, hey, mate, thanks for having me on the show. This is great. This is a real treat. No, that's all right, dude. dude thank, you. thank you so much for doing it. Um, now, uh, we've been friends for a long time. For people that don't know our uh, relationship, we've been in... Uh, several bands that have had uh, no to uh, sub no success uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back in like 2008, 2009. Um, yeah, can you remember what we were called? Was it Un- Unwritten Oath? Is, was absolutely, that our mate. 2009 <laughs> <Absolutely>. band? <laughs> yes. The album is dropping, <laughs> but it yeah. just, it's, got, it's got to be perfect. <laughs> it's dropping on Bebo. So if you guys uh, head straight there. You'll see. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So obviously, James, I uh, I asked you if you'd seen any sort of shitty shows recently, and your answer was not really. And you gave me this one suggestion, which is Amazon's Last One Laughing, mm-hmm. hosted by Rebel Wilson. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you come across the show? This was actually just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my girlfriend's family was in town, and. Uh, they just decided to watch that, so I sat with them, and we watched probably two-thirds of the entire show in one sitting, and then promptly uh, I got on it the next day and watched the rest of it. So within two days, I watched the whole thing, and it was <laughs> not an overly enjoyable experience. Like Parts of it were great, but <laughs> like more of a stressful time looking back on it now. So it really held, uh, held hostage by a girlfriend's uh, family yep. to watch the show. Yeah, <laughs> yep. nice. Yep. Great stuff. Pretty much. <laughs> it wasn't a lot of choice, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was good to be there. It turned out well. Well, I'm glad you did put it on to me because I have to say, when I saw like the trailers and stuff, I was not necessarily inspired. I thought it was just going to be like... Well, I mean, the problem with all comedy shows, I feel like, is the ads are always the same show. It's always just like the moments where people are doing like the craziest faces and it's like, yeah. you're going to bloody love this. And it's like just someone going like, whoa, like, is this <laughs> yeah. funny or is this just someone being eccentric? You, and you've already seen like the top 10 funny things that happen in the show. And then you're like, oh, well, I guess the next 30 are going to be great. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to exactly. six hours of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, But before we get too much into the show and our sort of reviews and uh, production notes for the show, James, who are you? Me. It's a good question, mate. I I ask myself that often. Well, I'm a a 26-year-old young fellow. I live in Wagga Wagga in regional New South Wales. Um, I work as a paramedic. I've been doing that for a couple of years. And I'm also a musician. Uh, And in the last year, I've just started making uh, and producing music under the name Cat's Eye Parish. So that's me in a nutshell. Which you can check out now on Spotify. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this will also be on Spotify. So just queue that up straight after this or whichever way you want to order it. All are chuck, available. Yeah, chuck this in the middle of the EP. Might spice it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> could, could be good. And uh, you've got some stuff coming out. Uh, well, I've seen some production like pictures and mm. stuff like that. You've got some recording going on at the moment. Yeah, putting a bit of hype on at the moment. Uh, this weekend, I'm actually going to Canberra to record uh, three songs. Um, it's got to be very rock and rolly. 
um, bit of a few party starters. So yeah, that'll be coming out in the next uh, couple of months. Watch this space. Awesome. So if you guys like Justin Bieber, then head on down to Catside <laughs> Parish. Pretty much the same stuff. Um, <laughs> that was a joke when I suggested that. Man, you didn't. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> Come on, Bella. <laughs> Oh man! Well, yeah, uh, check it out. It's great stuff. Um, but James, let's dive straight into some production notes on this show. Now, um, I was saying to you before we got kicked off, like, oh, sorry, before we kicked this shit off, that uh, <laughs> neither of us really had a lot of notes, like too many notes for this, which is mm. usually good, short and sweet. But uh, it is because it's such a stripped back show. Now, the mm. premise of Last One Laughing is it's hosted by Rebel Wilson, and essentially it's ten comedians all in the same room for six hours. And they have one goal, which is to be uh, the last one, well, laughing, I guess, or the last one not laughing. You get a yellow card every time you laugh. And if you get two yellow cards, you're kicked out of the house. It's a, you're playing for $100,000. Yeah. Um, and so basically, it's just a bunch of sort of anywhere from, I'd say, uh, B to D list comedians. Uh, having a crack at each other and making each other laugh by going as crazy as possible. And again, yeah, it's just, you want to see if you can eliminate everyone else by making them laugh without laughing yourself. Mm. Any extra notes to add to that? Um, well, yeah, it's a very simple premise. And it's not only laughing, it's also smirking or any kind Ooh. of... Like, it's like it seems pretty <laughs> loose in what they say a smirk or a laugh is. Because some people are just deadpan and get carded and other people like have a good giggle. <laughs> And seem to get away with it. Like, they haven't even edited those parts out. So, it's it's pretty subjective on old Miss Wilson, (laughs) I think. But, and and yeah, yeah, it it goes for quite a long time. It's six hours. Six hours (laughs) is how long these people have to be in a room together. Like, if you did it for, like, it's probably less funny after the first 30 minutes. And, like, Mm -hmm. three hours just gets pretty dry. So, you can imagine the latter episodes would have been a challenging editing job. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i mean like just some other things to bring up so rebel wilson is sitting in this sort of i guess big big brother style uh observation room where she's got about like i don't know maybe like 18 to 20 cameras that she can sort of look at it at any given time so that that may be like one of the reasons why she can't focus on all the smirks <laughs> or if that. she just calls someone out it's yeah. pretty insane the situation she's got set up yeah i've thought that actually it's like there is about 10 screens and she's got, it it's at least appears as though she's the only judge. So she's going between 10 screens for six hours. <laughs> like, I don't know. And she seems really calm the whole time. So I don't know. I, I think there's a bit of, bit of smoke and mirrors there. But we can't yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, I don't think you could even ask a producer to sit for six hours with like a multi-screen situation to catch any potential smirk, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and when the contestants get out they join rebel in the big brother room so she oh. has to make like semi witty repartee with them as well as <laughs> looking at 10 screens for the remainder of 6 hours so i don't she's good but she's not that good <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't reckon so you've watched the whole show which we'll get into in a sec some of the mm. stuff that uh, ends up happening later on but i thought i'd just give us all a bit of a history lesson as to how the fuck this show even came to be now it is based on a japanese program called documental okay um which i did watch the first episode of in preparation for this podcast Mm -hmm. and i'll just give you a little bit of a i'll give you some of the things that are similar and some of the things that are different and we can sort of review that first before we get stuck in um so it's a japanese show original concept um and the premise was that this guy who's a famous producer in japan a comedy producer he reached out to 10 comedians in japan 
And he basically issued them a challenge, which is that each of them has to bring a million yen, which is a, approximately 13,000 Australian dollars. Um, and the winner gets to take home all 10 million. So you're actually kind of doing a bit more of a wager, which is not something that happens in this game. Wow, so there's a personal <laughs> loss involved yeah. as well. Thir- 13 grand. <laughs> and it was have, funny have if you here. watch it in some of the opening scenes, uh, the comedians taking out loans to be on the show. So pretty good stuff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like I was, I was gonna say, like a, a comedian's just really well paid in Japan. Like is one of the foremost, like the, yeah, the, the best careers to be in. The way that it's designed in this Japanese one is that uh, they're a bit more harsh on what is a smirk and a smile. There's an absolutely no smiling policy allowed mm. um, on the Japanese version. Wow. And the way that it's assembled is it's all comedians of different styles, which is something I think they subtly did in this one, but uh, it was more explicit in the uh, Japanese version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much where it came from, Wow, uh, is that Japanese one. I do love the wager aspect. <laughs> and also, um, what, one thing that's funny in the Japanese version as well, so in the first minute, they're all kind of like awkwardly... Like I said, smirking. They have some people like go for like a smoke. You can smoke inside the house for some reason. Oh, cool. This one, uh, within the first five minutes, the host of this show comes in and he sca- he just scorns everyone for smirking. He's like, guys, it's a no smirking show, and so he's like, I'm gonna restart the clock. <laughs> he just loses it at him. <laughs> We've been playing this whole time, guys. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> wow. It's hilarious. So a bit less charismatic than Miss Wilson, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, um, also just a final note on the original show. So it's called Documental, which I think is a less mm. related title than Last One Laughing. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not, it's not even a documentary. Yeah. It isn't. He explains how he came up with the name. They have like this weird interview at the start where he's explaining how he came up with the whole show. Yeah. And he's he basically says he's like, look, it's kind of a documentary, I guess. And it's mental, so I've called it documental. That's it. Which is the most wow. ambiguous title. Well, like, that's, like, that's exactly what I thought his thought <laughs> process was, which is surprising. Good on him. Good on him. <laughs> Props to him. Like, honestly, yeah. he's done it. Good man. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's let's dive into the actual, some of the segments we got here on production mm. notes. So, James, the first segment that I like to kick us off with is host review. Mm. Now, I have to say, the, a lot of the shows that we've reviewed on uh, production notes either don't have hosts or the hosts have been incredibly B-grade. This is the first time we've actually seen a bit of an A-lister in the hosting seat. How did mm. you find Rebel Wilson as a host? Look, I think she did quite a good job, honestly. Like, throughout the series, um, they're just there just comes points where it can get quite stale. Like, you know, people are just not, (laughs) not laughing. And like, you're in a small room, you're running out of ideas by the fifth hour, you know, and she, she makes some pretty cutthroat calls. I think, I think she did it well. She presented it well. I I have to say, I'm not really a Rebel Wilson fan. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch her and something. So watching her in a comedy special where she's not actively trying to be funny was actually quite refreshing (laughs) for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a bit rough I guess but no I think I think she did pretty well I think she was good so uh, I had a couple of notes on old Rebel Wilson here I agree like oh, I, I think Rebel Wilson's a pretty good choice for this it brings a little bit of A-list to it and she is she's pretty funny a um, couple of my just sort of quick notes she's got the LA teeth now don't know if you saw that the what? LA teeth her teeth are from LA 
her teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you might you might have to run me through that one, mate. I actually have no idea what that means. <laughs> you just like I don't know if you've seen, but if people go to LA for a while, they just come out with new teeth eventually. Oh, they just okay. end up with right. new teeth. All done up. And yeah, she's right. got them now. Uh which, <laughs> I mean, look fantastic, but I'm just just definitely they shine through the screen. Okay. Um yeah, I thought she had a great energy. Um what did you what did you rate her out would you say from sort of A to F? Uh, what would you give her as a host? I I think I think she did quite well on the role. I'm gonna say like a like a B, strong B, maybe a B plus. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I gave her an A minus. I thought she was very solid, uh, mm-hmm. especially given some of the other stuff I've seen. I have to say, at least being passable at this point is fantastic. So well done to her. <laughs> so uh, I guess the next section here is current production notes. So anything that you heard through the screen that you might have felt like was either producer's input or anything like that. Now, with this show, very stripped back and uh, not too many ways for the producers to interject, but did you hear anything th- from the producers uh, through the show? Um, I I more interpreted this question as what they would have said to the comedians to get them onto the show, right? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. <laughs> so I, I think it would have been really informal. Like Rebel would have called some people up, but like, hey guys, like I've got this great idea. It should be a bit of fun. It's a nice afternoon. Like we'll supply beers. You know, it'll be mm-hmm. easy. Just like if you've got some new content, try it out. Like really lighthearted, really casual. And then they get there and it's just one of the most stressful experiences of their entire careers. You know, it's because <laughs> <laughs> it just would have been hours of just you know it would take it would be emotionally and mentally exhausting to try <laughs> simultaneously not to laugh while being as funny as you possibly can you know so to to get them in there i think there just would have been some like real fabrication with the truth surely it definitely feels like that they came in with a different impression than i would have gone in if i had known i was going to be locked in a room for 6 hours and not laugh they yep. came in kind of full of like full of beans, excited to see each other. <laughs> Everyone's cracking beers, um, but when really it is, it sounds actually like a bit of like a, a sort of torture method. So I don't know exactly what they thought the show was going to be. Yeah, exactly right. And just like the level of comedy as well. Like it would have been like, yeah, come in, tell some jokes, you know, try some new stuff out. Well, what they really meant was you can say and do whatever you want. <laughs> like there, there are no rules. That's what something that impressed me most of all like the 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 depth of the jokes i think depth is probably the wrong term but um the style of a lot of the comedy was very adult like when we started watching it we were with my girlfriend's uh nephew who's seven years old and within about (laughs) eight seconds we were like you were going to bed this is not this is not family friendly whatsoever yeah so i don't know if that's to do with amazon's marketing strategy that that your your girlfriend's parents thought that a seven-year-old would bloody love this (laughs) well i didn't know either you know the ads it looked like so light-hearted and fun you know which i guess it is but also really not my i i didn't really have a lot of production notes because it is really for the producers it's a lot of set and forget like basically they set it all up and then they just let it go they don't really have to interfere too much i'd imagine yeah absolutely my my only production note was i noticed early on and i don't you have seen the whole show like the whole series so you'll have a better idea of this but in the first shot when everyone's coming in they're all introducing each other or they're like meeting each other hanging out everyone's kind of on the beers and stuff I noticed a change, at least by some people, to a sprite uh, midway through the first episode. So I feel like people realized 
if they're on the beers, they're more likely to laugh. Did this carry on through? How did you how did you find that aspect? Well, there was, there was one bloke in particular. I can't remember his name. He had a beard. He yeah. was just like, yeah, every time the camera cut to him, he just had a new glass of whiskey. <laughs> and like, if you were going to play this game strategically, like, he wasn't doing great. Because like, I can understand why they'd put alcohol in there. You know, like get rid of the yeah. inhibition, get everyone a bit loosey goosey. But like, if you, it's a hundred grand, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like even if it's a nice whiskey, you know, you can just put off for a little bit. But I, I think, yeah, a few of them, you got the idea, you got the feeling that they did get a little bit, um, a little bit. How's your father? Yeah. Um, but let's dive into um, future production notes. James, you've been handed uh, the reins as the next season's just regular producer. You've got to produce a similar show. Mm. What would you do? What would you alter to make it better? I think the main one for me was just having less prize money. Like a hundred, is it just me? But a hundred K is ridiculous. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of money. And like, if there wasn't already enough pressure being on national television, um you know trying to be funny but there's being lots of incidences where you're just not funny you know that that'd be stressful but putting that extra like a, a good year's salary on the next six hours yeah. of your life you know <laughs> I'd, I'd probably put like 10k into it i don't know that, that <laughs> that's just me maybe um i also thought like um less time would be would be a thing like six hours again you know yeah. is it necessary you know if you, if you put in another rule or something <laughs> Like, because the show itself, I think the whole runtime would have been like four and a half, five hours. So there's not a lot of content taken out. You know, it must have been pretty bad for that stuff to get removed. Um, but that that that's just like trying to be merciful to the contestants more than anything. Because yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Very fair. Those are my only ideas. Uh, Apart from Carl uh, Barron would be a great contestant that I'd watch on that show. That's the only other thing I could think of. He's an Australian yeah. comedian that I love. So... Yeah, that was it. absolutely. Well, that leads into my first future production note. Have funny comedians. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that should have been dot point one when they were thinking about this show. Yeah, some of them were pretty, yeah. Like, gracefully, I think they got out. The, a few of the worst ones got out pretty early. Because if they were in the final episodes, man. would oh, it shocking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, um. So some other ones. Uh. So there's a rule in the game called the Joker card, and if you play the Joker card, uh, everyone has to watch you for three minutes. So this is the time to use some of your better material. Uh. One thing that never really kind of got covered was uh. They're like, what you have to do is just hold up your Joker card and say Joker, and then everyone looks at you. They probably should have had like an alarm or something because it's so awkward. It's like someone's like, all right, Joker, Joker, and then people are like, oh. Uh, a joker like no one really knows kind of what's happening until it's sort of already begun it's so weirdly like yeah. the person that's playing the joker guard has to do so much setting up i feel so bad for them yeah yeah it's, it's a lot of pressure and like i think a couple of them just pulled their joker card and had no plan like one got up and tried to make her own musical and it was just like even watching the contestants watching her it was just like what are you doing this is awful my favorite one i think was a guy who called it had no plan and then just tried to make himself throw up three minutes and everyone just got really <laughs> uncomfortable like there wasn't like no it was just awful so yeah <laughs> it was good 
<laughs> so that you give people, if they haven't seen the show, a bit of an idea of what they can expect. Yeah. Is that at one point, someone summons everyone to watch them throw up. If they didn't think it was a psychological experiment, I think they now know. But not even actually throw up. Like, just he tried to throw up. He, he didn't get there. It was three minutes of him trying to pull the trigger at the back of his throat and just not quite making it. So that's that's the bar of what you can expect from this show. And it's on Amazon. Like, this is a well-produced thing. So. 100k on the line your, your time to shine let's see if i can spew yeah if there's a barrel that bloke it was scraping the bottom of it and it was pure desperation at that point and i think in in his you know because how it uh, flicks away and it's them giving the commentary on their own performance he's like it was him saying i think it struck me that i was trying to make my throw up, myself throw up on national television and like my parents would watch this you know it was like my, like there's kind of a low point in the career I guess. <laughs> one other one other joker from the first uh, episode, if you guys watch it, is uh, I think people don't know what what to do with their joker. You're right, because people just don't have any plan. One chick says, oh, I'm going to use my joker card. She's the first person to use the joker card. And then she basically palms it off to Frank Woodley and he gets three minutes of, the, of her joker card, which I didn't understand at all. Kind of strategic in a way. I, I, yeah. I think she actually ends up laughing at her own joker card. I'm not sure because Frank Woodley is hilarious. So it kind of backfired, but strategically not a bad idea. <laughs> you know. Um, some other things that I was thinking they could throw in there. I thought this would be good and it could probably increase the laughs pretty quickly is have one or two camera operators in there, like people like running around with like a handy cam. Because I think that uh, there's a lot more jokes you can do knowing where the cameras are and like uh, utilizing that uh, part of it or like making fun of stuff with the camera mm. operator. Plus, I think you can get some pretty funny shots with that. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then I thought um, as a final rule, if you get red carded and you're being sent to the sim bin, you just get 10 free minutes where you could laugh or do whatever you want in the house. <laughs> so you can start going a bit wild and see if you can get people to crack. Yeah, or just like start necking shots and just see what happens, you know. <laughs> but I was thinking with the, with the cameraman angle, if I, yeah. if I was a cameraman wanting to work on like an Amazon production, you couldn't pay me enough money to spend <laughs> six hours in that room. <laughs> <laughs> the things that they do to each other gets pretty like it, yeah. it verges on bullying you know and if there was like a placid guy who had no hand in the competition um he'd get ripped apart it'd be like you know his pants would be dropping on the floor you know they'd be flicking him and stuff it'd just be awful yeah <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that know. should get that should get people an idea of the show is that you <laughs> couldn't pay james MacArthur enough money to be a camera operator in a room full of 10 comedians because he would hate it so much you have to see it all right i sound crazy but i'm not oh, <laughs> <Okay>. well there you go and the cameraman the cameraman would just be pissing himself as well so he's got he's, he can't get out you know it'd make it so much harder <laughs> oh man all right well james uh continuing on you've you've been selected as the uh the show is doing bloody gangbusters. People are loving these people trying to make themselves throw up on TV. Yeah. And now you've been asked to commission a spinoff. Yeah. What is your spinoff for Last One Laughing? My spinoff, so I think I had uh, two ideas. So first one was Last One Loopy, right? So it's the exact same show. There's just no time limit, 
right? So like you either oh laugh, you either laugh or you just mentally crack, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they've got like a team on standby. Like if you just start stabbing one of the other comedians or, you know, just frothing at the mouth, then they just, they just take you out. And it's the last one to get through that. <laughs> um, my other idea was uh, almost last one laughing where uh-huh. um, one of the contestants uh, just has medically no sense of humor. So they're just not going to break. So, you know, these like comedians are there doing their best stuff. And there's like one random dude they've never seen or heard of before. is just not budging. And so the pressure builds and it's this, the second last one. Like the comedian who just can't break this dude actually wins the money. But it's just like a bit of a wild card. <laughs> you know? So I like that the, the premise is to make a show that's already really weird, even weirder, is to add someone who's like basically sad into it. So it's just a sad In So person. many words. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what their humorous contribution would be, but I mean, we'll get to that in post. Surely. So uh, first one I've gone for the, the name came first before the premise, but I think mm. it still works. It's called Rust. It's called, it's called Rust One Laughing. It's just a bunch of Rastafarians in the same situation. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know if I'd watch it, but it's just a spin-off. That's the Hail Mary. That's the <laughs> the production team just do the slow clap in the boardroom when somebody suggests that. That's why you're on the team, brother. By the way, mate, um, you're not needed for the rest of the meeting, mate. <laughs> Take the day off, mate. <laughs> on, on that bloody note, mate, you, you've killed it so much. Anyway, uh, and you don't need to come back in for the rest of the week. Here's a bonus. Fucking God bless. <laughs> you beautiful son of a bitch. So, look, looking like if I was a producer for uh, for this show, I would have been fired <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> I, I, I hate to cut you down there, bro. But, <laughs> you know, this is a quality program. Look, honestly, honesty is the best policy here, James. So I'm glad you've uh, you've shaken some sense into me. <laughs> Just don't do it again. All right, all right, moving on. <laughs> well, yeah, moving on, mate. Uh, and it sounds like I wouldn't be the right guy to tackle this one, but we've got the Hail Mary season. Yeah. James, the show's declining, which I do believe could be a real situation. You have one season to do anything to get it back in the public favour. What do you do? What's your Hail Mary season? Um, I, I struggled with this one a little bit. The only ideas yeah. I kind of got, there are players who can get... Uh, you can get penalized if you're being too neutral or placid or, you know, if you're not, I can't remember what the ah. word is, but if, if you're not contributing, if someone's doing something funny and you just walk away or uh, you're not involved. So if that happens, I thought to spice it up, you, that you could just like tase them, you know, just like give them a bit of a shock or um, <laughs> <laughs> somebody comes in and just like, I don't know, hits them or like gets a paintball gun out or something, you know, because a few people got carded for that. But if there was actual like physical discomfort on the line, I think that would really spice it up. Um, my other idea was like, you know, you've seen. Hold on, wait, James, James, James. Before you even get at that, I've already, I've got a name for you. It's right. called Blast One Laughing because they get blasted with different stuff. There you go. That's just a free pun for you guys. Uh, anyway, continue, nice. mate. Was, thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Um, I was also thinking like instead of just having alcohol there to loosen it up. Just get a whole heap of shit. Like get tabs of acid, get some molly in there. <laughs> just, like, just like a whole table just full of like lines of cocaine and we'll just see what happens, you know? It'd get pretty crazy pretty quick. I'd watch it. If there was a show and that was the premise, just comedians getting fucking skits and weird, then that, that'd sell. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, all right, James. Well, here is my Hail Mary season. Yep. All right, now... My general rule is any show is better on international waters because of the lawlessness. But I can't make that my go-to every single time. So let just let the people know I did consider international waters as a thing and I think it would be pretty funny. Um, but my my Hail Mary season, the show's declining, is laugh, last one laughing the streets. Uh, and it's just where it's the same show, but it's set on a crowded path. <laughs> I love it. Nope. I love it. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I get around that. I think that'd be wonderful. <laughs> run, run me through an episode of that. So it's like like pedestrian crossing, or just like you know, your, your busy Melbourne street, and just ten comedians yeah. acting like dicks. Really? Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to make each other laugh by using regular everyday citizens as props. Someone, you know, people that don't want to be involved in the show, people that maybe even have seen the show and hate it, yeah. are now forced to become part of this Amazon special. I reckon two hours in, someone would get bashed. Like, it just wouldn't yeah. go down <laughs> really as well as you'd think. You know, you get a few people who are happy to have a laugh and get involved, but nah, someone would just pick the wrong guy. <laughs> and it'd go south quick <laughs> I reckon so you might even have someone's final words being oh look I'm a big strong guy <laughs> to some guy who's yeah. just come out of some sort of gym thing roided up and just ready to go yeah yeah or it's like oh this guy looks like a bit of fun he wasn't fun he was on meth <laughs> you know <laughs> you've really got to choose it so I don't know what the safety budget would be for that show, but uh, but I have to say, I'd, I'd watch it just to see all the randomness that could happen. I'd watch the shit out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah great. <laughs> um, all right, mate. Well, that's all the segments. Do you oh, have wow. any sort of final notes on uh, on Last One Laughing or any extra bits to add there, mate? Um, mate, not really, but again, I just, I've harped on it a bit, but I'd love to give a shout out to the editing team. I don't think they really get enough. <laughs> because they made it quite entertaining throughout and i feel like yeah. the, the vibe in that room would have been anything but for a long time <laughs> so um yeah big props to them uh, it's a good show i'd give it a watch at least the first couple see if you like it it's very yeah. educational about human nature as much as about comedy <laughs> i think yeah <laughs> there were a couple of times i think like uh ed cavley um uh, I, I don't. I don't want to spoil um, too much, but, but well, there was. Uh, forget I mentioned that name, but there were a couple of performers who got, who got, who got out um, uh, for being a bit placid, or just for things that they didn't really agree with, and. Um, they kind of would put up a bit of a tanty for a second, be like, oh, I don't think that's really fair. And you could tell, like, they would have pressed on that a bit, but then it just edits straight to the next shot and, like, that person's <laughs> gone. It's just like, so I think the air would have been a bit cutthroat, <laughs> you know, a bit ga- yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm liking that. I like that the producers have acknowledged, like, they're, like, four hours in, they're like, no one's laughing. All right, anything, anything, you're gone. <laughs> they do. Like, yeah, the, the, the third final one, because at the end it's a bit of a Mexican standoff, but the third final one... It, gets done for literally nothing like you know he's really <laughs> contributing he's doing his absolute best and he just gets booted and the other two guys are like that's rough <laughs> like that is hardcore and i'm sorry <laughs> that's so tough especially because it's like i'm guessing by the final three they've probably been in there for five hours they can all smell the hundred grand <sighs> and then it's just like you're gone mate you've, you've done things on national television that you're not proud of <laughs> You know, you, you're going to have to make some pretty serious apologies when you get out of this. And then you just get the flick. And it's just, 
Oh, it, would, it would hurt and like the fact that they were most of them were able to walk away from that and be like yeah okay no that's fine like you can see that they're dying on the inside but you know <laughs> you can't you can't cry on television on a comedy show it's just not it's just not what you do yeah oh man and i mean just uh, i'm gonna have to just follow you up with another shout out to the editing team just because you realize at some point like all those screens that rebel was looking at is all the footage that these poor editors have to deal with. Like, they are looking at the same amount of screens, except they have to shrink it down into one screen. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, well, hats off to those guys. Collectively, what's that? Like, 60 hours of footage? I'm just like... Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you, you hope in your heart it's not just one guy, don't you? You hope that they've got a full team, you know, with coffee and snacks just for a good week. But it's probably just one guy at home trying to make a living. And to that guy... I tip my cap. <laughs> You've done well. Oh, man. Uh, all right, James. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode of Production Notes. Uh, you guys can check out Last One Laughing on Amazon and also this Japanese show Documental on uh, Amazon as well. They're both there. It's pretty crazy. Um, otherwise, uh, you can check out James has got um, music out already on Spotify under Cat's Eye Parish again. Uh, again, like I said, if you're listening on Spotify, just queue it up next so you can get a, a little taste um and you got some more stuff coming out later this year and next year as well james i do yes so in the next couple of months there'll be some music coming out i know this show wasn't relevant to music at all <laughs> but if, if you like my speaking voice you should hear my singing voice <laughs> so, watch this space <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, other than that, uh, yeah, thanks for being on, dude, and uh, look forward to hearing your new stuff. Thanks, mate. Thanks so much for having me. All right, God bless. <laughs> no, no worries, dude. <laughs>